Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Green. An area of the art market that's really taken off over the last few years is the prints market. While there are certainly collectors who don't like to dabble in this area, editions are an important aspect of many artists' practices, and they're collected by almost every museum. So we wanted to explore this area of the art market further, and in this week's episode of the podcast, we chat with Jenny Gibbs, the executive director of the Fine Art Prints Dealer Association, better known as IFPDA, the IFPDA Print Fair also, which is the most important fair dedicated to print and printmaking, occurs this upcoming October from the 26th to the 29th at the Javits Center in New York, and it's actually the 30th anniversary of the fair. So we chat with Jenny about all different aspects of the print market. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Definitely. So as I mentioned, you have the 30th anniversary of the IFPDA print fair coming up later this month. First, for our listeners who have never been in the past, set the scene for us. What kind of exhibitors participate at this fair? How much variety is there in the prints that are actually offered? So much variety. Um, I have to say um, that even before running an art fair was my business, the IFPDA was one fair that I always went to with friends on my own um, because of the variety. Um, So it's really 550 plus years of prints and printmaking. So if you're an art history nerd, which which I am, I started off in old master paintings and find myself here. Um, the opportunity to see, you know, these incredible Rembrandt self-portrait etchings, these really tiny, intimate etchings that he made himself working by himself in a studio. And then to go to the next booth and see, you know, like a, a colossal monoprint from Mel Bachner and Two Palms is kind of amazing. So there's a lot of other great fairs in New York, but I don't think that there's another fair that goes all the way from, you know, the... 15th, 16th century, all the way up to work that just dried. So some say that collecting prints, which are generally at a lower price point than paintings, for example, is somewhat of a gateway into collecting art. Do you find that to actually be the case? What's your perspective on this? Yeah, it it definitely can be the case. Um, Certainly works on paper are are often, not always, but often um, less expensive uh, than other works. And I'm not going to say unique works because many of these works on paper are unique works. When we're speaking about a monoprint, a monoprint is a unique work. Um, But it's not always the case because, you know, I would say that you can't be a serious collector of Picasso or Warhol, or Rembrandt, or Hockney, or Johns, I could go on and not collect their prints, because for those artists, um, prints were really, were, or are a really integral part of their total studio practice throughout their careers, and so that's kind of what we try to show at the IFPDA, is the work in context, and how printmaking is not an artist's side hustle, if you will, but a medium like drawing or painting or sculpture, which often also requires 
um, collaboration, other makers and fabricators to exist. So, so we have, we definitely have emerging collectors, um, young collectors, but we also have a lot of serious collectors who um, go deep into, into Picasso, for example. And then on the other hand, there are some established collectors that they don't want to collect prints because they're additions, they don't consider them originals, and they just don't want them in their collections. What do you say to collectors like that? Do you think there are certain maybe misconceptions about prints in the print market that attribute to that kind of perspective? Yeah, I mean, there definitely are some some misconceptions among maybe some of the less informed or the new collectors. Um, the idea, for instance, that prints are exist mostly as reproductions of paintings that that is just not the case. Um, there are artists whose work develops in that chronology: a painting and then a print, which may um, echo closely a painting. I'm thinking, and like we did a. A site-specific site installation with Derek Adams at the fair last year, and he gave a great talk with um, Jennifer Farrell from the Met at the fair, and he spoke about um, the way that he likes to use his print practice as a way to make his the images and his paintings more accessible to his fans. Um, but for a lot of artists, it, it works the other way around. I'm thinking about like Julie Maritou, her multi-layered paintings come out of her printmaking practice, which involves many plates, many states, many layers. Um, yeah, so so I think that's one of the big the big misconceptions is this idea that a, a print is just a, a reproduction of something else, um, which 99% of the time it is not. It is a unique original work that is as important to the artist who made it as it's, it's another way of drawing. It's just, you know, it's another, it's another pen. It's another tool. If you look at the broader art market, there's been so much focus on emerging contemporary art over the last few years. What are the latest trends in the print market with emerging artists? Is this market as robust as the market for originals? At our fair, I would say you'll, you, you will see um, some exciting young artists. Um, I'm thinking like um, Tunyi Adani Jones or DDA William, Anna Benaroya. But uh, in the world of publishing, you know, the publishers are really, um, they're really front loading. They have to have so much confidence in these artists because the cost and the involvement that they have in creating this edition means that if they're if they're confident enough to to fund this project with the artist, um, I I would say that in many instances they're already sort of past emerging. So for our market, um, emerging is not necessarily the thing. If that makes sense, we're actually doing a program at the fair um, with Nadine Orenstein, who's uh, head of the prints and drawings department at the Met, and uh, Phil Sanders, who's a a master printer and um, an art historian and scholar of his own on what are they calling it the 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 publisher's gambit uh, and so you're you know talking about how how the world uh, and the economies of um, fine art print publishing essentially have not changed since the 17th century and you know how much of a of a gambit it can be uh, in a publisher and, you know, in, in picking their, the artists that they work with. That's a question that comes up a lot or how, you know, how do you, how do the publishers decide which artists to work with? Uh, and it's very much uh, akin to how a, a dealer will 
decide which artists to represent. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a lengthy and complicated process. And let's say you have a collector who is interested in potentially acquiring a high-value print. What are the types of things they should be thinking about? What types of due diligence should people be doing before acquiring a valuable print? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I will say that that um, the the shorthand answer for that is to to look to acquire that work from a member of uh, a vetting organization like um, the ADAA or the IFPDA. Um, the the members in our organization uh, and the fair, of course, is limited to members with um, highly vetted invitationals. Um, the vetting is really is really quite rigorous uh, and goes on for some time. Um, you know, I would say outside of that, the the first and foremost thing that I would think about as uh, as a collector um, thinking about making this acquisition is you know making sure that the artist had participation, a direct participation in the creation of this work. Um, there are, you know, unfortunately, some unscrupulous galleries out there, and particularly on the internet, that are selling copies of original prints and paintings as fine art prints. And sometimes these are posthumous works, which are pastiche of works that were done in the artist's lifetime, but with which the artist, you know, never intended for this to be a print and they, they played no part in it. Um, but that said, you know, for some people, I think that acquiring the image, um, you know, is the most important thing, the, the, the name and the image may be it. So um, I don't want to say that there's sort of a right or wrong answer to that. But I, I, for one, would always look to make sure that it is a work with which the artist had a, a direct participation in. That is essentially the definition of a fine art print, is whatever the artist says it is, um, because the artist made it. And if the artist didn't make it, then I would give it the side eye. Jenny, thanks so much again for coming onto the podcast and chatting with us about a variety of different aspects related to the print world and the print markets, as well as previewing your upcoming fair. And if our listeners want to potentially come to the fair and buy a ticket, what's the best website for them to visit? Um, yeah, you can just go to ifpda.org. Uh, very simple. We're a .org because we are a, a nonprofit. Um, and the, the proceeds from the fair, the ticket proceeds benefit the IFPDA Foundation, which funds curatorial internships, um, museum exhibition and acquisition grants, uh, and a lot of other things as well. But IFPDA.org and uh, the fair, as you said, it's October 26th to the 29th at the Javits. Um, and we hope to see everyone there. We've got some great programming, by the way. We have uh, Ed Ruscha is coming to do a talk on Sunday. Seriously, that's incredible. Yes, yes. That's definitely worth attending. Yep. And, I mean, prints have really been a big part of his artistic practice throughout his career, haven't they? Throughout his career, yeah. He's, he is a great example of an artist for whom uh, the prints are not a side thing. They're, they're a part of his whole practice. You can't even, you can't envision his practice without also seeing the prints. Uh, and the, he's coming with uh, Christoph Scherix from MoMA, uh, of course, and this is in conjunction with the current exhibition at MoMA, Ed Ruscha, um, now then. So, yeah, we're really excited about that. Amazing. Definitely won't want to miss that one. Jenny, thanks so much again. We really appreciate it. My pleasure.